Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It's Jobs Day. It's GDP Day. Yesterday was a banner day, even though interest rates went up. We'll talk about that and more. Hey, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds, before we do that, though, let's remember that there's a lot we cannot control, but there are a few things we can when it comes to our finances. One of them is how much risk do you have in your current portfolio? Folks, that's why we designed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Inimitable falsettos make my dreams come true. We're at 840 now. 20 before 9, time to check in on your money. And boy, did we have a party day on Wall Street yesterday afternoon. Starting about 2.30, let's find out what's going on with your money this morning with a little help from Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How you doing this morning? Good morning, Dave. How you doing well today? It's... Um... Yeah, yesterday was just a blockbuster day. Uh, like to see those numbers, like to see that follow through for the rest of this week, man. That would put us on a great trajectory for right now. Oh, yeah. Four, four or five more days of uh, yesterday for the NASDAQ, and we might be up to where we were six months ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, to set the table, it was a big day starting about 2.30 in the afternoon, right after uh, Jay Paulson's press conference from the Federal Reserve Rate Increase meeting. Uh, the Dow was up uh, 436 points. S&P was up by 103. And the NASDAQ was up a full 4%, 470 points up in one day, and all of it was right after the uh, 2.30 ending to the press conference after the uh, Federal Reserve bumped its reference interest rate up by uh, three-quarters of a percent. I was looking at the chart, and there was a little hiccup at 2 o'clock when they made the announcement upward. Oh, thank heavens, they're only doing a three-quarter percent increase. Flattened back down, and then after Paulson did the press conference, and you and I were talking beforehand, they were reading the tea leaves between his lines that he was kind of, sort of, saying, that they were done with the big hammer for a little while and they were going to be more modest on rate increases in the future. But he didn't really say that, did he? He did not. And um, and that gives me some concern as to what the markets will continue to do because he, he may have alluded a little bit to it, but I read it as saying that we'll probably hold steady unless the numbers tell us something different next time, that they're going to rely on what the numbers are to determine what that next interest rate hike is going to be in September. So if uh, we go up to 9.5% inflation, get ready for another three-quarters of a percent, in other words. Uh, that's what I would think. I mean, you know, and they had that, um, that what I call the inflation ticker, um, that'll give us a better reading quicker than just waiting on the, um, the government to come out with their number. Understood. Yeah, the, the, the word I'm reading on my tip sheet is it basically bolstered expectations of a policy pivot. And uh, the implication was that they were going to be somewhat more reticent about major changes. But like you said, if things change, Paulson could change. And uh, the minutes from this meeting in two weeks are going to look real interesting to see what the argument was really like inside of the room. Because if he's got a, a runaway board saying we ought to whack him with another percent and a half, what he says in his press conference ain't really going to amount to a hill of beans in a couple of months. No, it's it's really not. It's it's going to be what the committee decides. You know, Paulson, he runs the committee, but he doesn't get total say. And so it's a vote to determine what that's going to look like. 
Absolutely. So it, it made everybody happy at the very least for the second half of the day. It was one of those really weird charts. Uh, everything was just dead flat on the Dow. We stayed where we were in the morning pretty much all day until 2.30. And then just all of a sudden a skyrocket went off, and it was uh, relief that Paulson wasn't threatening a percent and a half increase or something like that. And that brings us up to this morning. Uh, the big gorilla in the room this morning is the gross domestic product reading, first reading on the second quarter, and this is just the first reading. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, unless the administration says otherwise, we're officially in a recession because a gross domestic product in the second quarter first reading was down nine-tenths of a percent, and frankly, I'm almost relieved at that because that interim reading that we've been getting has been talking like a percent and a half, so I'm almost considering that good news. I was too, Dave, but I got to tell you, my uh, economic calendar that I followed, the, the analysts there um, that were uh, were surveyed thought that it would be a two a three tenths of a percent positive number and uh, I don't know I'm scratching my head on what they're thinking um, but I, I'm thinking a minus nine tenths is uh, is definitely better than I expected it to be today. Yeah, I was too, and I, I was having the same WTF moment that you were because my analysts in the tip sheet that I take, where they were they were expecting a four tenth of a percent positive move on the gross domestic product, and we didn't have anything resembling that as far as early lead-in information. So I have no idea what they were smoking. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't either. That was just really off base, and it just goes to show that even the experts can uh, don't always know what what the heck's going on. Absolutely. You and I were kind of making fun of the administration earlier this week when they said, well, it's not really going to be a recession, even if the gross domestic product does shrink. Uh, I took economics 101, 201, 301, and 401, as a matter of fact, and I never had a professor that ever said there was a definition of a recession other than having a gross domestic product go down two quarters in a row. How about you? Yeah, same thing. In, in my economics class, the same thing. You know, that's uh, that's always been the definition, uh, at least from an academia standpoint. And so, you know, administrations can twist it and turn it however they want because they want it to benefit them. Absolutely. Well, the party in power is in some electoral trouble, and we have an election coming up in a couple of months. But, you know, hearing uh, Janet Yellen the other day saying, we need a more broad measure than uh, just the, gro the gross domestic product to decide if we're in a recession. And my first reaction, I've mentioned this on the phone before we went on the air, what's broader than the gross domestic product? Yeah, really, that's, uh, that's a pretty broad measurement there. Um, looking at what? pretty much everything except for a few key numbers and if you add those numbers in there it'd be a heck of a lot worse <laughs> that's true uh one thing that is that we kind of have agreed with them on this is at the very least a weird recession because the employment market is still relatively healthy uh first time unemployment claims this morning a little bit of a miss we were expecting a quarter million first time claims came out with 256,000 that's I, I would place it within the margin of error. So the employment market is still behaving like a normal economy would. It's ratcheted up a little bit in terms of unemployment activity. But 250,000 uh, people shifting jobs, that's kind of in the league of the normal sifting and winnowing effect that happens in the employment market. So, yeah, it is a weird recession, but I'm sorry that terms go to apply, Janet, whether you like it or not. 
Exactly. And so you're right. It is weird. And maybe that's going to allow us to have a soft landing. Um, and, and wouldn't that be a nice change to to come through this and, and just be able to, you know, touch down a little bit in the recessionary area and then bounce back up and next year be a nice, smooth, uh, smooth year. Uh, I mean, I'm probably dreaming and and as you would say, smoking something. But, you know, it is uh it is just a weird situation when we look at the the employment numbers. Absolutely. We may have a whole new template for a new chapter in the economic textbooks because normally a recession tends to be led by an unemployment spike and doesn't seem to be doing it this time. I'll be perfectly happy to write a new chapter for an econ textbook if that happens and see it happen. Uh, the other number that came out, once again, showing a slowing economy, personal consumption expenditures, quarter over quarter, they expected a 1.2% increase. We ended up getting just 1%, kind of the tail of the tape that we've had in the economy, well, now for what feels like years, growing right direction, just not as fast as expected, which once again kind of indicates a slowing effect on the economy. Again, a shallow recession would be a really nice thing, and all of the indicators are kind of pointing in that direction, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and that would be a, a really a big bonus at this point if we have a light recession. Um but we continue to, uh, you, you know, all these data points are starting to add up. And, and that's the, the key as we continue to watch what's happening and what direction things are going. Absolutely. It is still earnings season. And as a matter of fact, we're really kind of into the meat of it right now. A whole bunch of household names are reporting their quarterly results. And one of the big ones that came out this morning was Ford. I gather they did okay, huh? Ford did. They were a big surprise, Dave. They, uh, they earned 68 cents a share. They were only expected to earn 45 cents a share. Uh, revenue beat estimates as well. Um, they were able to, uh, you know, sell prices, uh, sell cars at, a, at the price they've been getting, and uh, which has increased their profit margin. And, and they've been doing doing well at that. And so that was a big, big surprise for them. And they're, they're getting a nice boost this morning, up uh, six and three quarters percent. Which puts them at fourteen oh eight. I mean, they've gotten down as low as ten dollars and sixty one cents in the well, really, in the last uh, couple of weeks. So Ford, uh, not been the, Ford hasn't been the darling of the stock market in quite some time. So a good report and a six and a half seven percent bump up in the price in one day—that's really good news. Well, it is, and it closed up yesterday at another five percent. So that's two days now. We're up over third, or sorry, up over about twelve percent. And that's, you know, especially given the challenges the auto industry has had being able to get new models out into showrooms, that bodes well for others. I don't remember GM, if I remember correctly, they fell a little bit short when they reported earlier this week, didn't they? They, they did, they did. But let's add a little sugar to the pie here because Ford also increased their dividend by 50%. Ooh. They went from 10 cents a quarter, they're going to 15 cents a quarter. Uh, which is back to pre-COVID level dividend. Good news all around. Other indications we got from the reports. Well, let's look at, uh, since we're, we're talking about things that move, let's look at Harley-Davidson. Uh, yeah. Harley-Davidson, they uh, they had better than expected uh, results as well, both on profit and revenue. Uh, they reaffirmed their full-year guidance <clears throat> despite uh they're having a two-week suspension of production right now um, due to some supplier issues, but they think they'll be able to get that figured out and 
and back on track. And they're trading up uh, a little over 6% this morning as well. The um, travel industry, looking at Southwest Airlines, they reported. Again, I'm not be- liking what I'm seeing on my winner-loser list here. I'm betting you've got another shoe to drop here, don't you? Well, they beat on, on earnings and profit better, better across the board on revenue as well. Um, demand continues to be strong. So, yeah, where is the fly in the ointment, right? Um, they issued some mixed guidance um, in terms of what the next quarter looks like, predicting that we're going to continue to see rising costs for them. And so I think that probably was the fly in the ointment, uh, down 6% this morning. I wonder if the JetBlue and Spirit merger might also add into that more competition from a new larger competitor in the discount airline industry. You know, it, it could be. You know, who knows what's what they're they're really looking at there. Then we had uh, Facebook reported, not not quote Facebook anymore, but Meta Platforms, which owns Facebook um, mm-hmm. and Instagram. They uh, they had lower than expected earnings and revenue for the second quarter. Um, uh, revenue, I think it said this is the first ever uh, pullback in revenue from digital advertising that they've seen. Uh, they're down four, almost four point two percent this morning. Ouch. Yeah, now they aren't. Uh, the The tech stocks are not doing well on social media platforms lately. No, they're 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 not. They're they're having some some issues there. Uh, we had uh, Comcast reported as well. Um, they uh, they beat on top and bottom earnings and and revenue, but they saw no growth in their broadband subscribers. And I got to think that's not good news. Um, and so they're they're getting beat up this morning, down a little over six and a half percent today. And I'll close you out with this one uh, because I think it's a it's a it's a household name, Best Buy. Uh, yes, they uh, they didn't have any earnings, but they did kind of like Walmart. They came out and cut their full year forecast and their profit forecast, saying that uh, higher inflation for food and fuel is affecting consumers' purchase of electronics. Imagine that, right? Um, And so we're seeing a decline this morning of a little over 3%. Ouch. And I don't like seeing that because that indicates selective expenditures as well. And that uh, has been kind of a bellwether that's held us up during the slowdown. Resetting the table, big update in the afternoon hours of yesterday after the Fed decision. With all of the economic news out this morning, which way are we going 45 minutes early today? Dave, we've seen an about face here uh, in the last uh, 10 minutes. Uh, the, the Dow, everything was red. We've switched, though, slightly to the green, not, not much. Uh, the Dow is basically even. The S&P 500 is, uh, well, it's gotten to even now, too. And then NASDAQ 100 is down a little over a tenth of a percent. Then we flip to the uh, commodity side. We've got uh, silver. Man, oh, man, I'm not sure where this number came from. Up five and a half percent this morning, Dave. To 19, wow. yeah, $19.62 an ounce. And we've got gold up one and a half percent to $1,745 an ounce. And to follow with that, of course, we got crude oil heading up as well, up two two 2.2%. To $99.35 a barrel. 
Okay, it can stop anytime now. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> anytime. Overseas markets, the Asian rim markets were somewhat mixed, just a little bit either side of the zero mark this morning at the close. European markets generally up following our announcements yesterday on the Federal Reserve. Uh, they're kind of mixed as of uh, the last update I got. France has now dipped into the uh, red just a little bit. And uh, British and German markets are uh, frittering either side of the zero mark line as they update themselves halfway through their day. Uh, the economy is something that even the pros can't figure out what's going on. If you're trying to guess on your own, your retirement might be at risk. Get the risk out. How do I get a hold of you to help that happen? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design. We'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Uh, and then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning one more time to see if we can't keep a green streak growing. Philip, I will see you tomorrow then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week's going well. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Look forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning. Bye now.